Yeah, good morning. Happy Monday, everybody. Yeah. Um, so we had a couple people who wanted to reach out with uh, questions about chiropractic. Yeah, Doc, who is that first question from? Oh, first question is from Spencer, Bainbridge, Georgia. So her question is, uh, I've never been to a chiropractor, but I really want to come in for an appointment. My question is, what should I expect on that first visit? Tell them, Jason. Okay, Spencer, thank you for that question. Typically what a first visit looks like, uh, it does depend on the problem that you have to begin with, but patient would come in for the appointment and usually they have already filled out their new patient paperwork and they show up with that. They give it to the front desk. I go over that with them and depending on what problems they have, say this patient, say Spencer, you come in and you're having some low back pain and some neck pain. Our front desk staff would take you back for x-rays because if you go to a chiropractor and they don't do x-rays, they're pretty much just guessing what you have going on. We have to see what's going on underneath the surface so we can find out exactly how your structure is lined up. I do x-rays for two reasons. Like I just said, it's to see how you're built structurally. And the second and most important reason really is to make sure that you don't have any issues going on that would get in the way of me safely adjusting you because I, I know Joey would agree that our number one priority is the patient safety. Once we get the x-rays done, I have your health history and finding out how long this has been happening, how severe it is on a scale of one to 10. I would be collecting all the information that I need to design a treatment plan that's going to be right for the issues that you're dealing with. I get you back and we do a, a comprehensive exam. The exam is where we go through ranges of motion and find out exactly how flexible each of your joints are. I palpate the area. I go through a full exam so that I can confirm the findings that we found on the x-ray to create a treatment plan that's going to be right for your issues. So after we finish the posture assessment, then we can do an adjustment. Very gentle, especially for a first timer. Um, there's not a lot of force with an adjustment. An adjustment is more about speed. So you'll feel a nice release. There's typically no pain with an adjustment. Most patients say that they feel a lot of relief of pressure when they're done with the adjustment and they feel like they can walk a little bit more upright. They have less pain. After the adjustment, I would typically put a patient on a heat pack and some e-stem just to help those muscles relax and get settled. That's what a first visit might look like. And we had another listener question. And this one is from Amanda out of Boise, Idaho. My friend's primary care doctor discouraged her from seeing a chiropractor. Why do some MDs not like chiropractors? Dr. J, I think this might be a good one for you to take. Wow, yeah, that's a loaded question. First of all, Boise, Idaho, is it? Boise, yeah. Boise. Blue football fields. Have you been out there? It's gorgeous. Idaho is beautiful. Uh, the Salmon River out there. And what is it? The... Uh, uh, is it the Beartooth Mountains or is that Montana? Question, why do... Why do some, some MDs the, not like chiropractors? A lot like, or should we say maybe try to steer away from maybe? I will tell you what most of my MDs who become patients of mine, I find this very interesting. And other people that are in that field, they'll come into me for whatever it is, it might be a neck issue, it could be a low back pain issue, whatever. And most of the time over the years, this is what I've gotten from them. 
Doc, I'm here as a last, you are my last resort. Um, we are taught in school not to believe in you. That, I think, is where it starts from. Once, Why do you think they're taught in school not to believe? Well, I think it has something to do with the fact that our philosophy of pharmaceuticals, I believe that's where the primary issue would probably come from. Because we're the really only profession in the healthcare really, uh, I guess you would say, in the upper tier that doesn't prescribe medication pharmaceuticals. So that's where I think it starts from. And a lot of times these doctors have been, they become some of my best referral sources. So I get the same thing with the, you know, the nurses as well because they're sort of in that same atmosphere. And uh, I think it's a failure to communicate. So that's what I've had over the years. And you know, it's not maybe necessarily all their fault. Um, a lot of people are unaware of the fact that um, back in the, I think it was in the 70s, maybe 72, somewhere in the 70s anyway, there was a, a lawsuit that was actually filed against the AMA um, because uh, they were threatening their general practitioners and other healthcare providers not to refer to chiropractors uh, or that they would uh, suspend or remove their hospital privileges. And so we had to take them to court for that, and we won. But it's kind of sad that even that far along in this world of healthcare, you actually have to um, police another form of, of profession. Yeah, that's where the term quack came from. Remember, uh, throughout that whole campaign against chiropractic by the medical community, they came up with the word quack to describe the profession just to discredit it. So if you ever hear anyone call a chiropractor or another holistic healthcare doctor a quack, you know that that's just residual BS that's left over from that. Yeah, and that's the other thing. You know, in in life, as I tell my patients sometimes, you know, you just have to keep moving on. You're the dinosaurs eventually die off, if you will. Um, so you have to kind of wait for evolution to do its thing as far as creating a new mindset. And I think education is really a big thing there, too. You know, this brings up a very interesting thought. <clears throat> and I'll ask this to my patients sometimes. You know, where is your national spread advertisement for chiropractic out there? Why do you never see a national advertisement on your major news channels or, you know, your ABC, CBS, NBC, and the rest of these big stations. Why? And there is actually a, a story behind that. And I think it goes back about 20 years. There was a lot of money put in by the, I think it was the American Chiropractic Association. Um, we put together a large marketing, global marketing, and certainly you know, in the United States. And um, spent a lot of money on that. And it was due to come out on X date. And even weeks before, there was a lot of excitement in the chiropractic community about, hey, we're going on national television, ESPN, and uh, CNN, and the rest of these uh, major networks. Um, you know, the local and the um, cable as well. And right up to, I think, just the day before or so, we were supposed to air on national television, they pulled all the commercials. And it was like, wow. 
And the story goes that the pharmaceuticals threatened to pull their ads if any chiropractic ads were ran on national television. So people, ask yourself, where are the national chiropractic advertisements on television? I mean, Centrum and One a Day are allowed to sell their bogus mm, uh, <laughs> on your uh, 5 o'clock news. Where is your national chiropractic uh, advertisement? At? And that's the reason why. Every now and then you might find a local person puts their stuff on the late night news. But if you're wondering why we haven't made it to the national airways yet, well, that's because politics. Because mm-hmm. the pharmaceutical companies pay, I think it's around 85% of the advertising budgets for stations like CNN, Fox, oh, ABC. Yeah. Well, not to mention what over in, in, in Washington, um, the um, lobbyist, the number one lot, top lobbyist in our country is pharmaceutical companies. Number two is insurance companies. So uh, pretty much try to get your foot in that door somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So ask yourself why. You're paying five hundred dollars a month for insurance with a deductible of eight thousand dollars that you can't even use. Yes, um, yeah, and you get bombarded twenty four seven during the news hour with the newest toxin. Um, you can't even get a commercial. And Edgewise is not either one of those two pushing their product. Pharmaceutical or one of these major insurance companies. Well, guys, we do enjoy answering your listener questions, so thank you for submitting those, Spencer and Amanda. Keep them coming. Thanks again for tuning in, everybody. Dr. J, you want to see us out? Oh, yeah, sounds great. Have a good uh, rest of the week. Until next time.